This is Positive Feedback Loop, brought to you by your co-hosts, Luis, Ray, and Steph. So, uh, first of all, our lovely co-host, Stephanie. Stephanie. Lishman. Uh, I, myself, Luis Alberto Posa Gonzalez. You're another co-host. And we have Ray. And I'm Ray. Uh, real name, Rascula Dogum. Just for the record, I don't want to lie to people, especially an audience this large and vast. So. Yes, yes. We will have dozens of listeners by the end of the year. Especially if it's the weekly week. Oh, the weekly week, yes. Oh, we were just going through potential titles. Um, reading Rainbow. I like um, how this brainstorm was really just like all you for the first like, like 20. Yeah, it was all within like five minutes. <laughs> uh, free Radicals, which is just kind of, eh. mm. and then I said, uh, I'm brain dumping. Oh, brain dumping. That could be one. That could um, be one. Wait, Ray, you said you liked Steph like, Infection? I, That's I so rude. I, I didn't like, uh, no, because <laughs> you're being infected by the knowledge of Steph. It's like a good infection. It's like a... You know, those good infections. It's like viral therapy. It's like viral therapy. It's like I, immunotherapy. You know? Gotcha. There wow, you go. I feel so <laughs> so about that. Yeah, perfect. Uh, deliver us from weevils. Hmm. Uh, T-G-H-A-T-D-F. Okay. It means nothing. Just... The entire point is that people would ask, what does that stand for? And we'd be like, you figure it out. Yeah. What did you say? T-G-H-A-T-D-F. So we'd be like, to God's... What if every podcast title had to actually fit that acronym? Um, perfect. Yeah, that'd be pretty great. Yeah, yeah I like that. That'll be a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> then I came up with tricycle built for two, uh, bat women by day, hmm. uh, but women is between parentheses two, but like yeah, it's a little more inclusive. Then I went on with uh, oh minority mining for minor minor miners, minority mining for minor miners. That was it. Yeah. Minor miners. Yeah. Then Maybe mine for miners. This is very close to baby bowling. <laughs> it is very close to baby bowling. That could be a new enterprise. New enterprise. Listener, just hold, just hold tight. Your butts are gonna get blown off. All right. Um, losing interest was my next one. But Which I is really my like, favorite, by I the way. I don't like it because I don't want to be like the centerpiece. Mm. I don't want to like. Oh, but staph infection doesn't put me at the centerpiece. Well, I still really I included myself. I, I also like included rainbows. Yeah, I I included everyone. As a sign of my uh, magnanimous nature, basically. Well, I was going to introduce the podcast as Luis in Interest, featuring Luis Alberto Pozo Gonzalez as Luis. <laughs> Ray Dogum as Luis. Ing. <laughs> ah! Ing. And Stephanie as Interest. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to refer to me as Interest the whole yeah, time. Yeah, that would we be great. We refer to you as Ing, and everybody would think you're... It'd be a pseudonym. And then every Dogum has its day, which is personally my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we, said, it. we all have we all have our uh, titles. Yeah, and, future and then pushing up crazies. Mm. And a burden to hand is worth two in the oven. Ooh. Also positive feedback. I like or, positive feedback. Positive or, feedback. Or positive mm. feedback loop, whichever one we prefer. Ooh, positive feedback loop. I kind of like positive feedback loop. Like it is the most innocent feedback. of the group, and still it's interesting. interesting enough. Yeah. I want to know what that's about. We have a guest, a guest outside oh, who just refuses to come in. Yes. Yeah, come on in. Nodding his head outside, like ah, yes. Are really a guest right now? You're being, a, you're a guest right Welcome now. To the show. I am Nick. <laughs> Hi, Nick. So, Nick, we just decided Nick. that we have chosen our name for the podcast. We need a name for our podcast. And we decided we, we have, have some just, finalists, don't we? Yeah. Apart from every dogum has its day, which is personally my favorite. That is actually a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, we just I think we're we're deciding on positive feedback loop positive to keep feedback, it yeah. to keep it a little more innocent because a lot the of meaning my behind PFL. Yeah. PFL. PFL. The puffle. Puffle. Positive feedback. Puffle. 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 I like that. Puffle. 
We can talk to people like, hey, have you heard Puffle? Yeah, I was that. listening to Puffle yesterday. Yeah. Oh. What does that mean to you? What is positive feedback loop? What is the what is the real meaning? The po- um I think I am this, a positive feedback loop as is. Where anything goes into Louise, it just comes out positive. positive. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. go word by also, word, Also, right? I don't let people finish their sentences is the other thing. It's like turning off a light switch. Because <laughs> 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 well, nobody has to know. <laughs> he made a deal with me. Yes, yes. I guess the deal hasn't started yet. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, where we were discussing Book of Mormon. We will never be able uh, to parse this if we don't take moments of silence. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yes. I actually listened to a podcast okay. specifically speaking about silence and its really? importance. Yeah. Okay, ready? Right. We're going to be silent for a second. Go. I don't think I can do this. All right. Okay, good. We're back. <laughs> that is the longest that the has ever been silent. <laughs> I don't think I can handle that. So I love uh, left so eye twitching and yeah. in that second of duration. Yeah. I, I looked at, I googled positive feedback loops. Yeah. Positive feedback loops enhance or amplify changes. This tends to move a system away from its equilibrium state and make Ooh. it more unstable. Unbelievable. This is, wait, wait, this is wait. totally wrong. And that is the topic of today's podcast. Unstable, instability. No, no. The topic of today's podcast was creativity and coming up with things. What does everyone have as their own creative process? Oh. That was the idea we'd had. And that's why we were talking about how to name the podcast. We just went through a whole list and you missed it. Buddy, it was great. I think I'm sold on positive oh. feedback loop. Yeah. Parentheses, PFL. Okay. Not the dogum experience? No, no, no. Every, do- every dogum has his day. Let's no. be clear here. Okay. <laughs> There's not like a business or, or an like another podcast. We can call the episode that. Not today. <laughs> I'm actually Today's not the dogum's day. Or the oh. title of your podcast could be Not Today. Oh. Not Today. That could or, be a title of today's true. podcast. Or it could be Today's the Day. <laughs> Equally valuable. Yeah. All of these are good ideas. Let's dive into why we have them. So, Stephanie, how, how do you come up with things? Tell us in great detail. Come up with things or ideas? Because things All I have to things. buy. <laughs> so, specifically, I think what he's asking is when you go through the ideation process, where do you start? And let's make sure we throw a lot of big words into it. Did I become it. the guest to interview Do you usually you? have a problem that you're trying to solve? Or oh, are you just like... My favorite thing to do in the world is brainstorm. And of my past, like, five teams... None of you have been on a team. I, I, we've tried. I tried. We've tried. I literally tried, <laughs> and you ran away from me. I am. You yeah. broke I my have, heart. Steph. I have also tried. Really? I've also tried making you join our finance class, even though you were always sitting there for lunch. <laughs> we are and teammates in this class. Yes. You both teammates. disappoint me. I've had you on the team, though. So. Yeah. For viewers, that was a high five. <laughs> yes. Uh, they were not attacking each other. There's not a violent confrontation. Everyone can stand down. Yes. Do not call the cops. It was a high five. Rest assured. Yes. But Ray also does enjoy slapping people on his free time. Oh, okay. Yeah. People, people slap hands. People just like slapping slapping people's him bodies him. overall. Yeah, I get slapped all the time. Yeah. <laughs> point. But I want to bring because, up a quick point okay, about slapping. When you're going to go and slap someone, <laughs> I had to think about slapping her, right? I created this idea and this experience in the <laughs> future you put it in of which notes. I slapped. Yes, her. but did you consider other ideas first or did you just go with your first it idea? Was an ins- so let's talk about instinctual Is it an ideas. Idea? Is it instinctual? So is an instinctual experience an idea that you project or is it an idea that you just experience because it's instinctual? When does it become an idea? At which point right. after the action right. or moment? What is, the, what is the, the voluntary attribute to your idea? Because if it is just innate instinctual, then it becomes like 
you know, a dog just barks because it barks, right? Right. Is a dog thinking about barking before he barks? Or he's just barking? So does an idea necessitate personhood or, like, mm. identity? That's the question. But yes, uh, that that's a very good point. The question of personhood is fascinating. I mean, we recently there was that ruling last year, I believe, right, where they ruled that lab apes are to be granted some manner of, some modicum of personhood. That's why you can no longer experiment on them. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, I could be completely off base, as I so often am. But does that mean they can have ideas and those ideas carried out? Well, at what point of evolution, at what point of a brain's development do we consider them capable of ideas? When do babies become capable of ideas? When they become mm. Trump? Another, another, <laughs> another <laughs> politics. Another news article that I saw. Like, that was last... a politics corner, guys. By Nick. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> I think this was last year or two years ago. I saw an article, maybe in Australia, where they identified dolphins as persons l legally, so they have like specific rights that qualify. Can they vote? Persons. Can they be arrested? For, can yeah, they can be they arrested vote? for rape? Yeah, because they're definitely do a quick, like, uh, yeah, like a. Uh, if they are registered as people, then they should also be arrested for all the rape that they do. Yes, absolutely. Because dolphins gang rape female dolphins. Yep. They are horrifying monsters. Dolphins so are can, terrible I mean, animals. can you really give somebody partial, you know give an rape? animal partial person? Maybe it's consented. Maybe they communicate in a level that we cannot understand of consent. Um, apparently, mm. that might have been a hoax. Um, the, it, you said India, was it? Because I'm seeing I the first... But he is right. Being battered and headbutted to the point of unconsciousness and then raped. I mean, forcefully... <laughs> forcefully having sex is not rape, according to Ray. So would oh, you go out protecting well, female dolphins? Gentlemen, if that's their that primary mode? <laughs> we just had our first debunking. <laughs> Whoa! This yeah! Is a true podcast well, five, five, now! Yeah! High yeah. fives. Nick's out of None for the guests. <laughs> Nick doesn't case. get high fives. <laughs> That's true. He has to earn his place. Yes. <laughs> so Nick, why don't you tell us why you're We actually have him right now sitting in a cage, uh, a little bit far from the mic, just because, you know, he has to earn his place. Oh, of course. Yeah. Nick, uh, why don't you tell us why you're all dressed up today? What's the special um, occasion? Tonight is we're deciding, we're going to see a debate yes. between, according to Snapchat, it says Trump versus corrupt Hillary, because there's a snap filter for that now. Mm. Where is this? <laughs> Where? In Snapchat. Our audiences. Uh, on TV. I dress up for every political He, he does this every day. I live with a guy, and he just walks in out of the gym, just soaking sweat, soaking in sweat, but just fully dressed. In I'm just always in a three suit. Three-piece suit. I'm always dressed yeah. up. <laughs> just I would three never, suit ever wear sweatpants to business school, because that would be inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. This is the okay. Nick we all know and love. Um, for you viewers, or listeners, more to be more accurate, uh, specifically you, Jim, uh, yes, he is our one listener that we have. Uh, <laughs> Who's if you don't know Nick, he is well known for being very well dressed. This is Perfect. the thing. Yes. He's a sharp dressed man. He's a sharp dressed man, yes. Going back to sweatpants, I actually like was looking at some trends in fashion, and apparently more people are staying at home to work, leading to better and more cool kind of pants, sweatpants. Like casual, you go to a bar oh. with sweatpants because you know. Yes, because women, there's a uh, brand that's selling wi uh, women's dress yoga pants. To so go out. Yoga with, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uniqlo is also doing the same thing but for so men where they make sweatpants home. that look like pants. So guys, Wait, they are pants. Oh. How it's can like you jeggings. make a thing? They made jeggings for men too. Wait, 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 wait. Pants are defined by just being a thing with two legs that you put on that are past a certain length. I'm yeah. like incorrect in this. I said dress pants. 
These are pants. <laughs> okay, I was confused there for a minute. <laughs> can you make? Would you make yoga pants that look like jeans? Well, that's that's kind of yeah. Would they be? Yeah. What would they be called? Because I know that there's jeggings and all Jenga. the other ins- Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> Jengas. Yes, that, that could be it. Jengas. There yeah. are yoga pants that look like jeans. Yeah, yeah. that was Jengas. a thing back in high school. Really? I, I yeah. hate I hate your high school now. It was terrible. It sounds awful. For a frame of reference, high school was about 10 years ago for most of us. Yes, it was, well, it was 10 years ago, exactly. Yeah, about a little bit less yeah. for me. I am I am probably, I'm the youngest in this room. You are. Yeah. At an age of undisclosed, for those of you listening. Uh, I'm, so I'm an age of undisclosed plus... I'm also an age of 10. undisclosed. 10? Didn't it's you say amazing. at one point? amazing. We're all yeah, the same think, age. I think, yeah. I think it's undisclosed. nine. Oh, I'm nine. undisclosed well, plus nine. We graduated high school 10 years ago, right? Yeah, I did. Yes. It's uh, the question of I don't know, your face I was just like. I have to oh, apologize God. to the, our audience and to our baby. Uh, you guys as well. Uh, I have to go to some less important thing, but more <laughs> obligated to go to. Just remember, Ray. Tune in next time. Every dogum has his day. Thank you. Yes. The podcast. Great. Sit tight, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna take a short break as uh, as Ray leaves while uh, have some tea and listen to some ads. Enjoy. Hello there. Yes, you. Do you have a baby just sitting around the house? Doing nothing? Just eating your food? Pooping your diapers? And just being a general layabout? Well then, how about putting that baby to work? How about putting that baby to work making money for you? So that you can have that food and you can have those diapers. Well, if this is what you want, then... We, the fine people at Baby Bowling Incorporated, are here for you with our fine five-star cruise liners filled with other expectant babies, all of them taken from all over the world. We provide a multicultural experience wherein fine people across the world, only the highest class, get to bowl your baby. And you make the rewards. You make those profits. So come on down to Baby Bowling at www.babybowling.com.eu.fake.babybowling And have a fun time today. Before I joined the Baby Bowling Club, I was losing my hair. I was suffering from IBS. I I had all these money problems. But once I gave my baby to babybowling.com.eu.fake, all these problems went away. I I could afford hair plugs. I could afford to send my other baby to college because I only sent one to the baby bowling cruise ship and now I'm rich welcome back to positive feedback loop the show that's just been named (laughs) that's right positive feedback loop PFL yes we've decided to stick with that Um, Ray's no longer with us yeah, sadly passed away as of this weekend, and by this weekend I mean literally just now. Um, he decided to go to class, and so he's dead to me. He's dead to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets for going to class. Yeah, that's what he gets. I don't even think he's actually going to class. He's just doing something else, and so I just automatically yeah, assume he's dead. Yeah, he was very vague about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what he's doing. Probably something nefarious. Who knows with that dogum? All right. So Steph here is. Uh, we've lost our our guest, uh, Nick who decided to drop in, participate in the politic politic corner, 
That's right. And we then had politics corner. Yeah. And then we had the uh, philosophical corner. Yes, that Ray. Right. And then we've also had the debunking hour, where oh. we just spend an entire hour just saying how someone is wrong about something. Going, we should make that an entire show, just debunking. But for now, I'll just make it a 10, 10 second clip. Yeah, 10 second clip. I think that works for now. But yes. but all our listeners should know it took us an hour. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we are very good at making this podcast. <laughs> the level of professionalism on display is astounding. Definitely. For a first podcast, <clears throat> I mean, we got a name for the podcast. Yeah. That was some good use of time. Yep. We had guest speakers already. Yeah. And that is top Yeah, notch. absolutely. You're not getting this kind of quality anywhere else. Sure. You're going to go to your how how it's made, or what, not even how it's made, uh, how did this get made, or your uh, Freakonomics? No, no, you're going to come We've to us. We've already got it made. We've already got it made, <laughs> and we're not freaks, which is really weird. Yeah. Hmm. Why is that? Well, I think we have different ideation processes. <laughs> is Going that our back, next topic? That's, that's the first topic and only topic we've been trying to have this entire time. Ideation. How do you brainstorm? Walk me a little bit through that, because personally, I hate post-it notes i find them a nuisance and once i have to move literally anywhere else they start disappearing on me i don't know where they go i don't know what they do but they're in do they aren't doing it with me so tell me a little bit about that you know i'm a super digital person and yes. so why would i use post-it notes you do and have I, fingers i do have fingers yes digits as oh, they call them yeah yeah, yeah. Huh, i like that yeah so post-it notes you know they are messy and i don't like them and i don't like putting notes on them like reminders on post-its, that's the mm, worst thing you It's can absolutely do. terrible. You'll just yeah. lose it. Yeah, so of course. But when it comes to anything temporary, meaning you don't care about losing it, when you just need to <clears throat> ideate and brainstorm in a session, post-it notes are the best. Mm. And my favorite way to brainstorm is blind brainstorming. Please go a little bit more into that because I am not <laughs> sure. Is that where you apply a hot poker to your teammate's eyes and then you start brainstorming? After the pain, of course, and the crying and the... Cursing to God. Um, I'm assuming that that happens at every session. <laughs> that happens whether or not there's a poker involved. But... Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, in general. But you could take post-it notes and you write all your ideas down individually so that nobody else is affected by other people's I ideas. Because mm -hmm. when you're brainstorming and one person puts an idea in, it already frames That's the true. conversation. I feel like I tend to have that effect in teams where personally... Or the opposite effect of a blind brainstorm, because my ideation method is really to go from my craziest ideas and then just kind of work backwards and see if they work, if I can make them feasible. So, as you may have heard, or sponsor Baby Bowling Incorporated, um, great company, just wonderful family values. No, but in truth, I, I, as crazy a lot of as a lot of my ideas tend to be, I I can crazy ideas are good. Yeah, that's where you start. That's my starting point. If you start in the tame idea, if you start inside a box, you're probably not going to leave the box because the box has walls. If you're starting outside, you have a better chance of getting back in, or at least ending in a place that's feasible. Generally, I tend to start not just outside the box, but inside the oven, outside in space, falling into the sun. So then the point is to kind of like bring that idea back into Earth. It won't be in the box, but it'll be somewhere feasible. That was a beautiful analogy. Oh, yes. Well, you know me. I'm a poet. <laughs> <laughs> But in that process, as I was gonna, as I was saying, I can't stand post-it notes. Yeah. So what do you use? I use yelling and being loud <laughs> and a lot of hand signals. In your teams? Yeah, just in general. I am just my ideas pop out of me, 
and people have to deal with it. Do you like whiteboards <laughs> or chalkboards? I do like whiteboards. Mm. Not chalkboards as much because they're messy. And then I get chalk all over my, my clothes. And that's just annoying. That's true. Yeah. I like whiteboards. That's why I yeah. keep a lot of expo markers of different colors. Yeah, it would be nice if, like, this, if the, our current location, which is actually Questrom School of Business, um, part of Boston University, it would be nice if they actually had markers in all the rooms. But I'm assuming people yeah. steal them. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly do. what happens, but there's never enough markers. And when there are markers, they are lies. They are lies. They are what markers should be, except they have nothing. They have no content. They are just broken dreams. <laughs> they are... So we should ideate then about what a better process would be. For example, let's mm-hmm. go crazy here. What if you had like in the round table in this room, for example, it had like built-in drawers that lock and only the person who reserved the room could like unlock it with their ID mm. and a little drawer would pop out with the expo markers. That would, that would be cool. Would, and for you to be able to leave the room, you'd have to return the expo markers to the drawer. That's actually a really good idea. See, my, my thought process on that instantly, my thought was to hang them from the ceiling and only tall people could get them. <laughs> Plus limiting how many people can steal the markers. But that brings you to another good idea, which is you could, like, connect them to the room. Yeah. And they couldn't be taken from the room. You could literally just connect them to the whiteboard. Just get a long yeah. enough extension. The problem is that that's never stopped anyone from stealing pens from a bank. That's literally what yeah. banks do. And unfortunately, it hasn't worked particularly well. I've seen too many of those things just kind of, like, break off and people take them. Yeah. Um, so my idea was, if we have a... The markers hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. It would take real teamwork to get them. Oh. The ceilings like are pretty high. It's a building process. And you need at least three people to get to them. I like or that. two really tall people. Yeah. So that means that your room has to have three people to get reserved anyways. Ooh. Yeah. It would, ha- it would get two things done. Exactly. One is teamwork. And the other is that you have to actually have a team to book the room. And the substantial risk of injury can only be lucrative to insurance <laughs> companies. So, you know, they're going to have plenty of buy-in. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know when we're when I'm t- designing a facility, I want to make sure that insurance companies get their say. <laughs> I'm so so glad that you're keeping their interests in, in in mind. They get a bad rap. They get a bad rap. Insurance companies only making a profit when you aren't getting hurt or when you are. Depends on how they work. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yes. We should have a whole podcast session just on insurance companies. Wait. Yeah. No. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a fantastic idea. Let's go into deductibles. <laughs> no. no. So my question is, why can't we write on the windows? They make for good secondary whiteboards. You know, that's actually a really good point. It's um, not like anybody can see up to this. I'm sure there's some floor. sort of like uh, material you could apply to the to the windows to make them like whiteboardable. Well, windows are already naturally whiteboardable. Yeah. I think it's just that it's kind of gross to have to clean them afterwards because Windex would yeah. be required. Yeah, that's true. You'd have really smudgy windows. And what then if the table were a white table? Racist. You could draw on the table. Actually, that's not bad. Yeah, you could draw on the table. You could, if you have, if you're planning a military conquest, you could yeah, draw on you your could map. Draw a map. Yeah, you could find Green your like troop deployments. Exactly. <gasps> Can we do that? Can we? Okay, here's what we're gonna do. At uh, PFL. Wait, yes. At PFL headquarters, mm-hmm. when we actually do build headquarters, and we have millions and millions of listeners who yep. will be paying us all the money, we'll, we're going to build a massive PFL headquarters uh, in scenic Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee. Yes. Have you been to Milwaukee? I have never been to Milwaukee. So you want to be in Milwaukee. You've never been there. It sounds great. An adventure. That's what this <laughs> pro podcast is all about. 
<laughs> it's all about adventure. Then we could stock up on little green army men. Exactly. For sure. We'll have a we'd war have room. Buckets. Yes, exactly. Colored buckets. Like, exactly. They don't just have green ones. They have red and yellow. Yeah. To you want to make sure you you treat those colored army men carefully, though. Yeah. You don't want to get into any like lawsuits or anything like that's that. True. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. You want to be inclusive and you want to make sure that like everyone's getting their say. So you get a furry ones, slimy ones. I don't know how I have a feel about furry. Jello ones. Those would not last long. Jello army men. I can see that bucket needing to be restocked. But then you very can eat the people you're conquesting. Conquering and yes, you're right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is what happens in war. You tend to eat the conquered. That's, Gross. that's why history is written by the victors because everyone else has been eaten alive. Gross. <laughs> I'm so grossed up right now. Uh, Except for Jello sounds good right now. It does sound a fa- fantastic. We can have Jello shots made from the. Uh, that could be when they're fighting. Jello shots. Oh my god. <laughs> Depending on how the war is going. Yeah. That yeah, could go Jello very artillery. Badly. Jello artillery. Wait, haven't we come up with Jello artillery? Artillery gets really hot. You want material yeah. that can really like withstand different ranges of temperature and it becomes it becomes a liquid when it gets hot enough so it cools itself off good point yeah good point and it's mm-hmm. messy people will be all grossed out yeah no one wants to steal your artillery I mean it's gonna be like it's jello and it's gonna have a bunch of like muck and mud on it no one wants to eat that it's gonna be great yeah we should go back to the to the, to the 19 1912s we can, we can the sell 1912s? these ideas yeah because there's several of them <laughs> yeah all of the 1912s 1912.1 <laughs> 1912.2 and 1912.3. Oh my yes. gosh. Yeah, we can go all, back. Of all the universes we'd have to travel to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder if, you know, they always say, you know, universes that are very similar to each other and they're all, you know, at the same time happening simultaneously. But what if yeah, time multiverse for theory. them? Yeah, multiverse. But what if all the times are not the same? Oh, you're saying like... What if there is 1912.1 and 0.2 and 0.3 and here we only have 1912? That's true. I mean, space-time is its own... January, February, March. They, they could have their own different version of space-time. Yeah. But like space and time could be linked in some way that physics can't adjust for. But that does sound like an interesting way for things to happen. Well, think about it. You have one wor- world that's happening much faster than the other world and if you have to like put But that... how do you experience the speed? Well, maybe the other world just looks like it's going, like everybody's walking super slowly if you're visiting from your world. Hmm. Kind of like a, instead of, uh, what's, what's, uh, what's, what's the name of the cube world? What is that? Hmm? No. What's the name of that, that classic mathematical book about, uh, it's an entire book based around the idea of a world where everyone is... 2D shapes. Oh. Yeah. What am I thinking of? I've thought a lot about this, but I forget. I didn't know there was a book. Yeah, it's 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 a classic. But yeah, a classic like if literature. you were to draw, if you were to draw everybody in 2D shapes, then you could just you could draw a house and draw people outside and inside the house, and they wouldn't be able to see each other because exactly. of that line between them. Flatland. That was it. Oh, flatland. Flat yeah, but, but it would be... I, as a three-dimensional person, can see them both at the same time. Exactly. Well, imagine a flatland with time. Ooh, yeah, that's that deep. could be a thing. It could be where instead of like you experiencing dimensions differently, you experience time differently. But I don't know what that would be like because I'm very bad at understanding the concept of time in a metaphysical form. I don't. Mm. I do, I'm really bad at um, whatever anyone tells me about like quantum physics and like with its interpretation of time and time space and like my like brain starts breaking down. I can't go that far. I can get it as far enough as like 
I get like what Lightspeed does and like the differences is like, you know, the train observer phenomenon and all that. But I can't, mm. I like how we all experience time differently depending on like our relation to uh, speed or is it acceleration or whatever. Um, but we all experience time differently. We all experience time differently. Yeah. Ooh. If you're on a train and I'm, well, mm-hmm. let's, let's, if you're on a plane okay. and you're just above. Cause trains aren't enough. <laughs> yeah. No, if you're on a plane, if you're above the earth, like an astronaut to make mm-hmm. to like really yeah. make the point stand out. If you're an astronaut, what you're experiencing of time is way slower than anyone on earth. Your experience of you age mm. slower, which is why astronauts like there's been movies about like astronauts coming back to earth and like the earth is like 200 years older and they're like 25 years older you know that sort of thing obviously that's not really how it works it's the closer you get to the speed of light the slower passage of time is for you compared to everyone else so it's like a one-way time machine to the future so here's the question yeah if you could speed up business school or slow it down which one would you choose Mm, probably neither because you'd still experience the same business school. But you'd experience it, it either rapidly or slowly. I mean, it wouldn't change. If, you, if I'm, am I moving at the same speed? Because if, if I speed up business school but I'm sped up with it, it makes no difference. So you wouldn't change speed. Just business school would change speed. Okay. Well, in that situation, probably I would go with staying the same. I wouldn't really change it. Really? Yeah. I think it's good. Wouldn't want it's to be good like because there's some people who say I would rather you know have a lot more stress and get it done sooner. And there are the other people that say, hey, I want to enjoy this. I want to live in the moment. So. Well, if you're really living in the moment, then would changing the moment not stop you from living in the moment? Ooh. I feel like well, moment isn't a metric. It's not true. a unit of measurement. That's the problem. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's I I, I guess we could start throwing out random. Uh, uh, refrigerator magnets of quotes and they just keep saying that they're Einstein. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. That is what Facebook's number one uh, postings at this point. That or politics. Can't say it either. Wait, what are politics? Postings of like random quotes that are inspirational uh, from like people who didn't actually say them. That's also like a Twitter and Instagram and yeah. all social media problems. It's like a human yeah. problem. Yeah. Or quotes that are that are not just yeah, they're they say they're by someone and they're really by somebody else or yeah. they just say anonymous or... Or my favorite, misquoted. quotes that sound really deep but until you like think about them for like literally a second and then you realize, no, that means nothing. You have said no words added no value to anyone. <laughs> and then there's obviously the the classic examples. People who are too proud of a shitty quote that really all it says is you're a terrible person. <laughs> and I mean, the classic example of that is the, if you can't take me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Oh, yeah. That's a popular That is the one. carrying call of any awful person in the world. <laughs> so true. I don't think I've known a single person in life who I've liked and has said that. Like, even, like, non-ironically. So here's a question. What would be your words of wisdom to our listeners? What do they need to know? Buy shares and baby bowling. <laughs> Okay, the company that, can only go up. My my word of wisdom would be uh, live in the moment. <laughs> Just kidding. Carpe diem. Carpe diem. That sounds also like no. a great uh, a great carpeting company. Be more like be wise. Can we make a carpeting company and call it Carpet Diem? Carpet Diem. I bet you there's a that company definitely exists. That's got it. That's gotta exist. We're gonna look this up, and we'll get back to you next week. <laughs> We won't need to because everybody else listening will be Googling it. 
Just tell them the answer. Well, uh, Carpet Diem is actually is, is is a website .pt, and it is an episode of Gravity Falls, a cartoon show on uh, Disney Channel. I think Disney DX. But there's no carpet company that's taken that. Come well, there's on. A, there's there. That's gold. There is actually a Carpet Diem .pt website. I'm assuming it is a carpet company. I would be. What? P- they need a. Manufacturers, marketers, everyone—they need our brains, yeah. and that's what this entire thing is about. I How mean. do we think? How do we come up with things? And then talking about the metaphysical realm and time and space and other silly things. So, if I were to say something for the viewers and to sign off on is, stay crazy. Mm-hmm. I'll second that motion. Stay crazy in a good way. Yes. Don't do anything harmful. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> no poop smith. No, no literal poop slinging because that doesn't help anyone. But yeah, stay crazy. Enjoy. Positive feedback loop. This is another successful podcast. Talk to you next week. Talk to you next week.